1: I feel like in the last century, governments were all about experimenting. Alright, so even Stalin, like USSR Stalin, communist Stalin, he tried this whole self-sufficient prison island thing, but it went really badly. So he set up a gulag, a labour camp, in an island called Nizhinsky Island. And to sum up how badly it went, right, the island is literally nicknamed Cannibal Island or the Island of Death, alright? They sent 6,700 people to this 3km long, 600 meter wide swamp land with no clean water and just sacks of flour for food. So people would mix the flour with water, eat that and then immediately get diarrhea. And these weren't bad people. Like some were just people who are in the wrong place or maybe like they didn't bring their documents with them. Or maybe
0: they're like political opponents and people who just thought a little bit differently and they didn't necessarily kill people. To get there, right?
1: Exactly. Like maybe they just they just want that into communism, you know?
0: Yeah, maybe they were wearing like whites on the day they were supposed to wear red.
1: In USSR, you must wear red every day. <laughs>
0: so, they, you, I mean, you bleed red, right? And I... even more, even more so for the USSR.
1: Exactly. And then suddenly, boom, you're a good guy, but now you're in a gulag. All right. So at some point, right, people started eating each other. All right. And one woman who escaped this island, she 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 still had her legs, right? but she didn't have a calves and she was like oh no they cut my calf meat off while i was still alive and ate it in front of me that's how bad it was all right so out of those six thousand seven hundred people according to soviet documents only two thousand two hundred people survived
0: a a third of the people survived and i I can't imagine living off flour every day
1: and other people (laughs) and
0: other people right so it probably meant that they ate half of the people they knew i mean can can you imagine doing that like like half of the people that you know and you see every day and like the next day they're supper
1: i wouldn't mind eating like half of my secondary school class (laughs) or my primary school
0: i'm I'm assuming you hated them
1: (laughs) no they were just they just look so delicious right so in general okay the whole self-sufficient prison island thing than before. I feel like a, a few places have done it before and like, putting prisons in, on an island, not out of the question. You know, like you got Alcatraz, you got Azkaban. Yeah, Shuttle
0: <laughs> Island? Is that is that is that a prison island?
1: I thought it was a mental hospital.
0: I guess it's a prison of sorts, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> So Singapore, right? You know we're not we're not super original, okay? Singapore in the 60s was a wild place. we've established that through all our different episodes covering Singapore in the 60s. We got kidnapping, we got murder, we got rape. All right, what else did we have? We also had a lot of gangs in Singapore and the Singapore government, 60s already and the government wasn't having any of that shit. So, the Singapore government, they started cracking down on secret societies like An Suntong and Salakau. Do you know any secret societies?
0: Um, heard of Salakau, you know, the, the gang chants and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they're still like, you know, systems today. Um, ewa, pretty strong for the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Okay, but get this, Singapore is a small island, right? And there's so many secret societies at the time. So, soon, Changi prison was full. Ayoh, so what to do? What's the government gonna do? So they take a bunch of prisoners You know like you know, like in Spongebob Why don't you take these prisoners yeah. And put them there So they take a bunch of prisoners And they place them on a small island In the south of Singapore Called Pulau Senang Hi, I'm Teddy
0: And I'm Nick
1: And welcome to A Briefcase Today we're looking at Singapore's failed prison island experiment I'm going to start with the actual place, alright? I'm going to teach you about Pulau Senang. Pulau Senang is in the south of Singapore, and it's in this little cluster of three islands. Pulau Sudong, Pulau Pawai, and then there's Pulau Senang. The island itself is an interesting place. So Pulau Senang translates directly to Isle of Ease. And that's what it means, right? Pulau is like island and senang, senang. I hope I'm not pronouncing it wrong. Senang? Senang? Pulau Senang? Happy wife, happy life. (laughs) Okay and it's not too large It's about 81 hectares So you'd think that it has a very nice past right But no, Pulau Senang It actually has a dark past According to some The island was used as a labour camp By the Japanese during World War II And if we know anything about the Japanese invasion It's that they didn't treat their prisoners too well lah There was malnutrition overwork And it's it right Allegedly they found a whole bunch of human remains Buried on the beach there On the beaches there
0: well, tragic.
1: Yeah, and there's also this legend, right? So this is um, not confirmed, that once upon a time, it was settled by natives, because South East Asia had, like, natives. And then, so an old man goes there, and he goes to the village there, and he's like, can I have some water to drink? But because it was a drought, and desalination wasn't a thing yet, mm. thanks, Singapore, <laughs> the islanders were like, no, we don't have enough water, no water for you. Alright, so plot twist, the old man apparently had some, like, strong-ass... FOMO magic or whatever, and he cursed the island, and anyone who tried to settle on the island would fall sick and die. Wow. (laughs) Quite
0: the irony, right? When you think of Kulau Senang, like an island of of (laughs) ease.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Uh, but granted, a bunch of people died, but you know what I mean. The place was full of bad vibes. Okay, right? But in 1948, a Eurasian family, they left the Singapore mainland. So this Eurasian family, they were from the Singapore mainland. And they actually settled on the island. They built their own house and they lived that kampung life. Nothing bad happened to them. Um, Straits times, uh, which was already established, they called them the Robinson Crusoe Island. You know, like Robinson Crusoe, like the book? Yeah. yeah like, the
0: explorer, right?
1: Yeah, like really cute, really sweet. Alright, so but by the 1960s, right, most of the family moved back to the mainland, moved back to like, Singapore Island here for work. So that was that. Now, around that time, in 1955, there was this thing called... Criminal Law, Temporary Provisions Ordinance of 1955.
0: Sounds super technical, <laughs> but wow, go it's damn chim.
1: Okay, okay, okay. It was damn interesting, okay? It was this law, right? That allowed the government to detain suspected criminals without a trial.
0: Um wow, that's that's like <laughs> some regimes around the world mm. that I should not name.
1: So a big part of it, no no, but it wasn't without like reason a big part of it is that the suspect the criminal has to have been associated with like activities of a criminal nature which uh, at that time a big part of it was secret society so like oh you're part of a secret society criminal activity boom
0: it it can be interpreted in in a lot of ways right it's it's a bit vague
1: it's a bit vague but the secret societies back then they were like a ramp- bit fucked also Yeah, they had like Their own guns They had arms They had prostitutes They, they were like made, and, and the protection money What? Wow. Okay, I yeah. mean fair enough
0: Like like Singapore You did good In cleaning up like, <laughs> yeah. like the island
1: They had like a valid-ish reason Yeah So You know what Singapore likes? Singapore likes ad hoc committees
0: <laughs> Right yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah So we had this ad hoc, hoc committee That was given the task Of figuring out what to do with the overcrowding, right?
0: I bet there's an acronym for it.
1: Oh <laughs> my god! No, last time, last time we're not so cheap, we got no acronym yet. Alright, and then, right, so they had two jobs. What to do about the Chinese prison overcrowding, and how we're going to rehabilitate these people. Because at that time, we were already forward thinking. Mass rehabilitation. <laughs> right? Okay, so here, here's their recommendation. You know, you, you got your homework, here's what they were like. Here's their submission. They were gonna set up a penal, penal. <laughs> they were gonna set up a penal settlement on an offshore island, and so that island was Pulau Senang and this is how it was created. All right, they had these super big dreams. It, it wasn't just gonna be detention. It wasn't just gonna be hard labor. It wasn't just gonna be like ascarban with like the Dementors and then they're just miserable there. No, these people they were going to rehabilitate the shit out of these prisoners. They were going to turn these prisoners into contributing members of society.
0: What a lofty aspiration. Exactly. I mean, you know, when when you watch movies, such like noble (laughs) noble goals usually doesn't have like a happy ending.
1: Right? And this is Singapore. These people are going to be like economic assets to the country. Yeah. And good behaviour prisoners, those who worked hard and were like well behaved, they were going to be released after their rehabilitation. Oh, sounds so, so good. It sounds yeah, good, right? Yeah. It sounds very... It sounds very almost Nordic, you know? The, the Nordic states are all about rehab. Mm. Alright, so like... From reading this, it seems like they got people who really believed in it to run it, right? They got like the like Captain America-style idealists to set this up. Alright. <laughs> and they, they, they got somebody who was very aspirational. His name was Daniel Stanley Dutton... And he brought with him a team of about 20-ish officers and attendants. Alright. Okay, so Daniel was interesting. From what I read, he like really believed that prisoners could always be rehabilitated. That there wasn't anyone that was like 100% cruel or 100% evil.
0: Oh, I wish my primary school teachers (laughs) felt the same way. Like, like, you're like, you're never going to be like good at math or Chinese. And like, look at me now. I'm... I, I'm still bad at both of them, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nick but everybody, it, Nick.
0: <laughs> it's so it's so optimistic, right? Like yeah. the the perspective that they had, Um yeah,
1: if for the '60s, some more, Yeah, I in mean, the middle of the Cold War, they still like were like you know there are people who are like yeah yeah, alright. So okay, our friend Daniel, he was nicknamed the Laughing Tiger. I still don't know why. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> laughing Tiger. Laughing
1: Tiger. Yeah, so the first batch of prisoners were moved to the island in June 1960. So this is pre-independence, alright. And a couple of months later, by August, there were 122 prisoners. And by December, literally six months after the settlement opened, right, five prisoners were considered rehabilitated and released. So like six months, they they dumped them there for six months and they're like, oh yeah, you are rehabbed.
0: So like they can head back to the mainland yeah, after yeah, that? Yeah, they were
1: sent back to the mainland and everything. And then the government's like, wow, well done. <laughs> Alright, so the other thing right is that the prisoners the settlers they basically had to build everything from scratch themselves so it was like they ended up building dorms a dining hall a kitchen a hospital a recreational grounds and offices they grew vegetables they reared livestock it was like a whole thing
0: this sounds like orange is the new black <laughs>
1: <laughs> except there's no dead body under the tomatoes yeah oh yeah.
0: yeah season 4 scene 5
1: alright so now imagine you're the first guy you're like the first guy that is like fucking dumped on Pulau Tanang and you're just like I have to set everything up I have to lay the foundations I have to clear the forest Just it's, it's a bit unfair right? Yeah it is So if the first guy You have to do extra hard work So the next time They made it fair So that everybody who's new The first thing that they would have to do Is all the shitty hard work Before they got assigned like I guess less hard work Like maybe like Livestock Is livestock hard?
0: Um No idea Actually I would think it's I think it would be fun right Like yeah, your you real just throw the corn, You're just like hey, and, you, and you like You stroke their hair And yeah. like make sure they are, they are eating
1: Oh but you have to pick up Their shit also Yeah but
0: I mean I mean I mean, compared to like Construction Heavy lifting uh.
1: Um
0: and like I don't I don't know about oh, you. Oh, you clear the forest, yeah and like
1: you you kind of scratched by the lalang. Yeah, you know? but I mean I
0: do, I, and I don't know about you. Like my impression of maybe like a nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, like gangster. Mm-hmm. It's not 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 like your gym bath lot, right? But probably like your. You're abing with tattoo skinny arms no, and all that. No, but I think
1: like the gangsters last time, or like not the gangsters like I think the people last time they were less afraid of manual labor. Uh,
0: that that, that, yeah. that is true as well.
1: Yeah, they were they were like skinny strong.
0: So do you think like right now if if you were can, thrown there, can. can you can you? <laughs> I can
1: I can I can confirm game one, I can lift. <laughs> do uh, you think you can all yeah. the f forty five?
0: I think I think I think I can. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't like it, but you can. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, remember, guys, lift with your legs and not with your back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was really considered a success at the time. The Singapore government was like, wow, we're so freaking proud of our, our project. And the superintendent, Daniel, he was so confident. He was so confident, uh, He disarmed his prison guards.
0: What? That level of faith?
1: Like, no guns. You're like, no guns for y'all.
0: I am guessing it probably didn't end well. I guess we'll get to that <laughs> From later. The <laughs> <laughs> From the title.
1: From the title. Yeah. Yeah. so but now the prisoners they were like sick of Daniel okay so even though Daniel had this like I believe in you he's like that kind of strict baron I believe in you but don't freaking cross me he was super fast to like discipline anyone so I think part of it is because he felt like he had a like a lot of control over them Like the moment They stepped out of them He would immediately Punish them He had like No room for You know those Those teachers were like Super immediate Detention yeah, for you Like
0: like you want to make An example yes, Out of someone yes.
1: Right Yeah so he It's is like They aren't bad But they are very easy To get sick of Very quickly You're like Why are you like that Okay And so The prisoners They were sick of Daniel And the guards Could sense this You know like As a If you're on the ground You can like feel the people in shape. Yeah,
0: like, you, it's, you can see on their faces and all that. Yeah, wow. Like, yeah. I can't imagine being, being there at that point in time.
1: And it wasn't like they didn't say anything. They were like, uh, we think a, that an uprising is coming. And then, like, they probably had their own CIs, their informants inside, and they're like, uh, we think that an uprising is coming. And then, right, Daniel, the same guy who, like, disarmed the guards was like, oh, you think an uprising is coming? Ah? No lah. No, cannot be.
0: What, a, what an optimist.
1: Yeah, right? So it was 12th July, 1963, at about 1.15pm. We know there was like more than 100, 100-ish, 200 prisoners, but around 70 to 90 prisoners, they started rioting. They burned down most of the building. So you're right, arsonists. And the thing is that right before like things went out of hand, right, Daniel, right, he, he saw this coming, you know what I mean? Prisoners don't like immediately, ah, we right? we're going to come for you he saw this coming and he had the chance to call for police reinforcements from mainland Singapore or even like for the marine police because like the mm. marine police they're always like patrolling around Singapore. Wait, so,
0: so like like they, he already sort of anticipated it?
1: He, he and... knew it, he heard about it, he saw it coming, he saw it when it was coming and he had this like period of time where he could have called the police.
0: Yeah, but so wait, so did he call the police?
1: No, he did not call the police. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so sorry. Okay, but by the time he was like he realised that things were out of control that he should have called the police. It was already too late but the prisoners, they gardened, they cleared forests so they had like exes, uh barangs, uh, the gardening hole, not, yeah, not the mean, girl thing, hole. Yeah, I
0: things that are, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we
0: were in prison for a while, right? So, yeah, maybe I, I, was, like, I would think implicit they were like, trust. I think they're, like holes lah. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like I, yeah.
1: After burning everything down, they went straight for like the prison authority quarters so that's like
0: Where our our man, Daniel,
1: was at. All the guards were. And they hacked Daniel to death. And they mutilated his body. And then they killed three other officers who were were honestly just there doing their jobs. Armbugan, Vira Singham, Chok Kok Hong, and then Tan Kok Hien. And I guess after they killed these four people, they just celebrated. (laughs) They had control over Pulau Sunang. But like honestly, I don't know if they really thought that far ahead. You know what I mean? Okay, so none of them, <laughs> alright, there were like two other islands nearby, right? None of, none of the prisoners tried to run away. And, like, I mean, if your plan was to go and take over the island and kill your superintendent, right, surely you maybe want to you
0: keep your buildings,
1: keep your kitchen, keep oh, your right. hospital. Yeah, they, so
0: they, burnt everything to they the burned ground, everything to the ground. They burned everything to the ground. And now you're stranded on an island.
1: Yes. And then the backup police came. Oh, so. A bit late. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but,
0: but, but I mean, not their fault also. It, it, I think it was doomed to fail like based on what yeah. you're telling me.
1: I don't think the settlement was doomed to fail though. I think the settlement could have been something really great.
0: And I think the grander like, aspiration would be to, yeah. to show that you know what, we all make mistakes. Sometimes we are let down a path and we go astray but as long as you're willing to put in the work, you can come out of this um, yeah. as a better person and that society is here to Yeah um, We don't accept you when you become that person. Mm.
1: And it wasn't like they didn't get to visit their family. Their family was allowed to come over and visit like once a month or something.
0: Oh wow! Okay, like yeah. I think even now it's 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 quite strict, yeah. right?
1: No, no, no. Now, now, um, the prisoners they get to visit their family. Cause I remember we did the maslamat case, uh, Masalamak and his elusive escape episode twenty something.
0: Yeah, we'll back.
1: Yeah, even he, yeah. a dangerous JI terrorist got to visit his family oh okay yeah yeah so like i think you know like like um a lot of countries like to say that singapore are really not human right but mm. singapore is quite empathetic
0: yeah yeah that's nice to hear um good to know if i you know if i ever what? commit a crime excuse like, me life,
1: nick what kind of crime are you planning to will, commit
0: life would not be that bad for me
1: excuse me nick <laughs> <laughs> what kind of crime you want to no, commit
0: <laughs> please, do, please don't send me to brah
1: why are my guests so weird <laughs> <laughs> A total of 59 men were charged, right? And the prisoners were represented by David Marshall.
0: Wait, isn't that guy yes. like the chief minister? Of, yes, um, yes. First, Singapore's the first, first chief yeah. minister,
1: yeah, that David Marshall, right? So he was like a massive criminal lawyer back in the day and he was good. Alright? And there were so many people charged because like 59 men were charged. Can you imagine like if like there were 59 accused?
0: Yeah, so like who do you um, pin the blame on? Who do you like... Right? How, how do you establish like who was responsible for everything? How do you everything? Fit
1: them all in the courtroom? Yeah. Yeah. They probably had
0: special provisions for that.
1: They, they built a special courtroom dock to like just put all the people. They were like operational nightmare. And this was the longest trial ever at that time. It took 64 days.
0: Well, wow, I can't even imagine going to work for 64 days. Straight. Without
1: any break, right? No, maybe like yeah. really they had weekends. Lah, I don't know. I- I'm, okay.
0: sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure they did.
1: So, by 12 March 1963, because pre-independence Singapore was on a jury system, the seven-man jury found: all right, so out of the 59 guys, 18 men were found guilty of murder. Another 18 were found guilty of rioting with deadly weapons. And 11 were guilty of <laughs> Just rioting it, it, yeah, The church was like, like rioting okay, So rioting with yeah. deadly weapons so Versus rioting was weapons. a lesser
0: degree
1: Yeah and the last 11 They were acquitted So it was like oh Whoops! you were just there Wrong place, wrong time, bro
0: Yeah, I, I can imagine that probably Like, there, not everyone Yeah, was, exactly were, were, were unhappy with the administration and and it would have
1: been super easy To just be like, wrong place, wrong time You're like, oh, I'm standing here Oh no, they're killing the superintendent Oh shit
0: <laughs> Yeah, but like yeah. Cause, Because I'm a prisoner I can't do anything, right? Exactly like, yeah. And you
1: really want to like You really want to fuck with the guys Who are killing the superintendent
0: Yeah Yeah,
1: no, no You don't want to do that Right so the 18 men right the ones that were found guilty of murder I I also think that like the chances were they were probably the ones who like incited the riot because right they were all the infamous the like high ranking members of those secret societies they were like the yeah. the lao the jiao yeah style. exactly and there was like basically no chance of ever leaving the settlement so they were just like fuck it if I'm not gonna leave here I might as well like Sounds
0: like an an act of vengeance um,
1: Exactly Like
0: they really didn't have A clear objective in mind They just wanted to vent their frustration
1: uh-huh. Okay so the 18 guys The ones that were found Guilty of murder They tried appealing But they failed And they were hung On 29th October 1965 Shortly after Singapore Gained independence Alright so the settlement Was closed after the riots I mean granted Everything was burnt down lah And after that, it was handed over from the prison department to the Ministry of Interior and Defence, which I'm guessing is the old MINDEF. Yeah, Yeah,
0: or MHA, right? The Home Affairs uh, Ministry?
1: Oh yeah, Interior. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and today, it's only used for military exercises. And if we we go back to the start of this podcast, I guess maybe the old man's curse, remember? The old man who they didn't give water to.
0: Who cursed the island, yeah.
1: Yeah, it might have been true after all. Do you think so?
0: Well, I'm, I'm not one to believe too much in superstition. Mm-hmm. But look, our homeboy Daniel's actions, it, it was a risky move, right?
1: Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Now I ask you, Nick, would you go on the island?
0: Like, today for a visit?
1: Uh, like, you- Not a day trip, like, you had to stay on the island for, like, I- I don't know, a month. You had to stay on the island for a month. Where you go there?
0: Yeah, okay, but, um, actually, Knowing I that, just... like,
1: people died there, that, like, yeah. their dead bodies buried, it's not a big island. Oh, and you have to stay in one of the burnt-down buildings. Where you stay?
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait. So, so, like, actually, I was wondering a little bit about that as well. Like, yeah. what is the island like today?
1: Let's take a quick look. Yeah oh wow it, look, it looks like nice it. right
0: it's pretty good like 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 a holiday destination right um imagine watching a movie like pirates of the caribbean okay, okay, and
1: this is what it looked like um pre-riot so you can see like the prisoners walking in the fields and
0: oh yeah but actually looking at this image right It looks quite,
1: very peaceful right yeah and
0: it's quite interesting to see that like they did have a lot of open spaces for the prisoners yeah would i stay there
1: yeah but no 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 but now i imagine it's like like this law yeah
0: Okay, so, um... That the
1: houses are half burnt down, everything's a bit fucked. And, Hmm. and, right, okay, so, remember we mentioned it was in a cluster of three islands? It's near Pulau Pewai, which, right, has this legend of also being haunted as fuck. Like, literally, I think this government agency put out a thing, put out, like, a documentation that at any rate, Pulau Pawai is supposed to be haunted by ghosts, which in the long run kill off all who s- attempt to settle that I don't know why I'm trying to discourage you from Yeah.
0: S- <laughs> so, so like um you know earlier I mentioned that I'm not one to believe too heavily to, to subscribe to superstition yeah. right yeah. but I'm also of the belief that don't don't, don't ask look, for don't, it don't, don't looking don't... for trouble right <laughs> so I don't think I would unless you pay me like
1: wait how much How, how, much, how much, what's, your for? what's your price what's my price uh? one what's your night? price Nick? Uh, no one month
0: one month
1: okay okay one night one night first and then one month
0: Okay, for a night, I would do it for
1: $500. Oh my gosh, you know yeah. what? I already had the price in my head. My price for one night was 10 k
0: 10 k Yeah. And, am, I, am, I, am I being too like...
1: Um, you, you think your cheap life... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, then what's one month?
0: One month, $50,000.
1: Hey, eh, that was my price also. I was like, okay, okay, you know what? One night is 10 k but like one month, um, I'll get used to it. And yeah, I guess yeah. I'll build a, a, like a house or something. If you, and you survive 50K. one
0: night, you can probably survive like, like one two month, days, and yeah, three days. And exactly. Then, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, hearing all these stories, right, would yeah. not recommend. Um, please, please do not try this at home. <laughs> yes. um, and like, and hit there right after listening to our, our podcast.
1: Yes. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show, Nick.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to be here.
1: All right. And thank you, listeners, for listening to this week's episode of A Briefcase, Singapore's Failed Prison Island Experiment. You can find us on Instagram at a briefcase podcast and online at a briefcase Podcast.com. And for our lady listeners out there, Nick is single and ready to mingle. You can DM me at a briefcase podcast and I will hook you up.
0: I will make sure that we are not a food experiment.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm kidding, I'm kidding, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm down to meet new people. So yeah, yeah,
1: work ladies only, <laughs> and do join us.